hinges creak in doorless chambers. Where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Hey everyone and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy podcast and today we're asking the question is Energylandia worth the hype and if you don't know Energylandia is a theme park over in Poland in Europe over sort of east central to, towards eastern Europe and we're joined today uh, we're by Charlie from Go Theme Parks how are you doing Charlie? I'm good mate thanks you yeah, not too bad, not too bad. How's, uh, have you been managed to get to plenty of parks at the moment? You've been, um, you went on a bit of a southern tour not so long ago. Have you got any more plans going forward? Um, well, I've been, I've been uh, largely preoccupied with work at the minute, unfortunately, but uh, uh, I'm planning maybe, I've got a few days off at the beginning of next month and then a week off at some point, so probably get something done in that week but the first few days i might have a nip nip way 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 down south and uh, see how things are going down there see if there's any little things to have a look at you know yeah i mean we were hoping at some point to be able to go down to the isle of Wight, uh but I've, i understand that i think it's actually closed now as black gang chine so that's not doable uh but it'd be well worth going down to polton's um i'm not sure what they're actually doing for Halloween, I don't know if they've actually announced anything yet, but you know that could be an interesting trip, maybe. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have a, uh, a look at Poulton's. I've I've never been down to Poulton's Park. Everybody says it's really nice, so. Uh... Yeah, it does look good. It's definitely one we want to get to. Doesn't look like we're going to get there this year because of all the stuff that's going on at the moment. Uh, but it's definitely high on our list for next year, probably into spring, I reckon. Um, yeah, I'd like to see got... that new. Uh new area when they open that yeah um i think as that so they, they were testing they were testing um what's the ride called the um the uh, new, the new pendulum the new area is called tornado springs but i can't yeah. remember what that ride's called yeah they've got a new sort of pendulum type ride it looks like a, a like an afterburner something like that doesn't it oh you gotta like an afterburner or a freak out yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks uh, in it more like um, or a like Miami. A... Like if you got a good Miami, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm straight there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm quite a fan of the uh, the Fabry top swing. Uh, I think, <laughs> although they've uh, taken like half the seats off the one at Flamingo Land for some reason. Um, so, and I, I've not ridden it since I took all the seats out, so I'm not sure. If it'll if it'll pull as many G's as it did before, it was a very very forceful ride. Was flip flop, uh, yeah. So I don't know what it's like now. See, um, I, I like a good booster. I went to one sort of one of Mondial ones, right? And uh, that that were pretty good, but it were at Winter Wonderland and the cycle was absolutely terrible. Yeah, that's the only problem with uh, Winter Wonderland. I think if you go if you go on like a very busy day, I can. St- I can see that your ride cycles are not going to be the best, other because you got to you know, go on an afternoon when it's quiet. 
Yeah, because they want to have the tills ringing, don't they? You know, when it's busy. Uh, you're not going to get the best ride cycle. So, yeah, I definitely recommend yeah getting there when it, it Yeah, my mate said to me, do you want to go to Drop Tower? And I was like, mm, eight quid a throw. <laughs> it's like, mm, you know, there's not much to a Drop Tower for eight quid a throw, is there? No, no, it's uh, it's probably not the best value. But we have to support the showmen, don't we? So I suppose, you know, if that's the way we have to do it. But never mind. Um so, I mean, we've still got plenty to look forward to this year, though, haven't we? Because we've still got uh, we've got Halloween, so we'll be popping down to Scarefest probably for at least a day or two. Um, I don't know about... I don't know what Blackpool Pleasure Reach are doing for Halloween. I don't know if they've really announced anything, actually. Yeah, I haven't seen um, anything from... But I haven't had an email or anything, so... No, uh... no, so we may well check whatever Blackpool Pleasure Reach are doing. We're definitely going to try and get down there for the end of the season the end of the season has been extended now until i think december the 13th um yes so we'll be getting down there for a rainy ride and we'll have to do a bit of a uh, a bit of a a gathering i think maybe a few of us will have to get together at blackpool for a rainy cold day in blackpool no doubt yeah. Never know that we might have really, really stunning weather. You know, sometimes we have a warm December, don't we? So yeah, just just give me a date when you can, and I'll uh, I'll try and make sure I've got it three. Yeah, yeah, so that's something we need to get sorted. So getting on to the topic then. So Energylandia. So I've not been to Energylandia. It's something um, something that we're thinking about probably doing in the next you know twelve months to eighteen months, most likely. Not quite top of the list, but definitely somewhere we want to get to. Um, however, it is a park that a lot of people talk about, and so we thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about Energylandia and sort of come to a decision as to whether, you know, is it really worth visiting? Is it really worth the hype? So Charlie's come to join us because uh, Charlie's been out to Energylandia um, and he had a really good time. Um, but we're just going to go through a few different segments, talk about Energylandia, and at the end, kind of come to a conclusion as to whether it is worth the hype or not. But before we start, Charlie, do you want to just remind the listeners where they can find you? So your Facebook page and your YouTube channel, etc. Yeah, uh, you can find me uh, pretty much all over the place at uh, Go Theme Parks. So if you have a look on Facebook, you find me, Go Theme Parks. On YouTube, I'm Go Theme Parks. Um, on Instagram, also, if you put Go Theme Parks, you probably find me there too, so pretty easy to find. Pretty easy to find. And every now and then when we do have the uh, Loopy Live uh, live streams, Charlie comes on and talks to us on those when we do eventually have one. Um, it, we just sort of have a... F- um, we have to kind of make sure our schedules fit and also... I've had a lot of things going on at home and things like that, so we haven't really got into the schedule yet, but um, we'll definitely be doing more live streams going forward, so you'll definitely catch Charlie more uh, on the Loopy Lives as well. So, uh, getting on to Energylandia then. So let's talk a little bit about the travel. So if someone, uh, especially in the UK, is looking to go out to Energylandia, what are the travel options and and what kind of costs are we looking at to get out there to Poland? Uh, well, I went last year, it was June, July, I think I went in, um, and I went with a, a friend of mine called Giuseppe, who used to work at Fort Park, um, he's Italian, 
don't know if you'd work that one out with a name like Giuseppe, you know, that's the first thing I said to him, because he says, oh, my name's Giuseppe, I'm from <laughs> Italy, I was like, wouldn't have guessed that one, mate. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good Italian name. So. It, I met him randomly on Taran at Fantasialand. Oh, did you? Yeah, and then we then we were like, you know, Bonded been, uh, been chatting ever since, like, we went to Energylandia. But yeah, so uh, we went out there. Uh, he lives in London, so we went from uh, Luton on that occasion. Yep, yep. So are the are there any other? Where do you actually fly to when you're flying out to for Energylandia? Which uh, we do you go flew to? out. Uh, we went to Katowice, which is the second largest city behind Krakow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Krakow and Katowice are uh, roughly equidistant to Energylandia. Um, but you probably find your accommodations cheaper in uh, Katowice, and possibly your flights are cheaper. I think the uh, airport's Piravice. Okay, and who did you who did you fly with? Ooh, uh, would it have been would it have been EasyJet from? from I think Luton? it might have been EasyJet that time. Yeah. Yeah. So if um, you know, for for me, I'm I'm up in the north. So I'm you know I'm probably about 250 miles away from Luton. So are there any other options uh, to uh, fly yeah, you, from you in the UK? You can fly from Manchester. Fly from Manchester, yeah. So yeah. what so you're so you're down uh, you're a bit well, you're not quite you're not down south are you, but you're further south than me, you're into South Yorkshire. So what was the reason you chose Luton? Was it just that it was a bit cheaper or with any other flight times or anything like that? Uh no, it's cause me and Giuseppe went, so I went and stayed down at uh, his house the night before and then we flew from Luton. Right, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And he and because he worked at Fort Park and Fort Park is obviously in London, isn't it, if if people don't know. Yeah, he lives at like Hammersmith, so you can't really get more central. No, no, that's pretty good. So how much how much did uh did the flight cost then? How much did it cost you in the end to fly out? Uh there? well I, I I booked the flight and hotel as a package, uh and it cost me hundred and one ten or one twenty. Uh, that's for flights and two nights at uh, the Q Hotel Plus, which is like four star. So, and that that's the hotel in in Poland. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, so Katowice. You... Right. Okay. And how many nights did you stay? Did you stay over there? Uh, two. Two nights. So, so you're talking hundred. So about hundred and twenty pounds, and that was for your flight there and back, and for the hotel for two nights. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty good. That not bad. So how did how did you find the accommodation over there then? Well, it was a really nice hotel, like very modern. You know, it had uh, had a nice bar and restaurant at the front of that, and uh, all the rooms were very clean. Uh, yeah, it, it had uh, gigantic windows that opened all the way, which is something <laughs> you'd never get in England. Is it something that you needed? Was it quite warm? I mean, Poland can get quite warm in the in the summer, can't it? Uh, well, it, it, you know, it's just one of those things that you notice when you go somewhere, don't you? Because in England, everywhere's like, you can't open your windows more than about three inch if you're anywhere <laughs> above first floor, so. No, no. Oh, well, that sounds quite fun. Well, did they, did they, put, they didn't put you up on, like, the, the 25th floor or something like no, that? No, no, it wasn't, wasn't that high up. <laughs> uh, I think it was about a fourth or fifth floor or something. Right. Okay. Did you have um, Did you have breakfast included with that, or was that just uh, just? For uh, yes, breakfast was included as well. 
So what kind of breakfast do you... Is it more like a kind of continental kind of breakfast that you get in Poland? Uh, they had continental, but then they had like uh, cheese and and meats and things as well as, as like fruit and cereals and... Yeah, so like a yeah. kind of sort of buffet kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they had some cooked stuff as well. Alright, okay. And I think they had like some fish and stuff as well. Fish? Yes. Bit of breakfast fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, kippers, you know. Well, yeah, I suppose, so, yeah. It's only yeah. a similar thing in it if people have sardines, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose some people might have sardines on toast. I suppose kippers not as not as much of a thing anymore. No, they're more of an old fashioned thing, but yeah, I don't know fish for breakfast. It's never been something that I've like. I think I once had kippers for breakfast, and I just remember picking all the bones out of my teeth. But they are very <laughs> bony, yeah. Yeah, there's these little sort of tiny kind of needle bones, and I was just kind of like picking them out of my gums for the next like four hours or something. Yeah, that's the thing with fish. It like it can be very laborious to eat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You pick your way around the bones, you know. Yeah, well, that sounds good. So that sounds kind of up my street, does that? Because whenever we go somewhere, I always have to make sure we've got maybe like a buffet breakfast or something like that. Um, yeah, there are plenty of options. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I always feel, when I go to a foreign country, I kind of like want to try a few different things, you know. So if they have like a buffet, sometimes they'll have, it's dependent on the hotel, it depends who they cater for. Because usually you'll find, I don't know, I, I kind of find a hotel either caters for either mainly people from Germany or mainly people from the UK. Don't know why. That seems to be the sort of main sort of tourist groups that <laughs> seem to go around Europe. Mm. So so you'll have a See, find Poland is very close to Germany, isn't it? So it is exactly so you're so you probably some... Yeah, you're probably gonna find more sort of German fare, aren't you? But I mean that because they like the uh, the meats, you know what I mean? Um, and the cheeses yeah. with the breakfast it's like yeah that's a German thing like very smoky ham yeah yeah which is fine because do you know what um, if I go abroad I don't really want to be finding English food so I'm I'm happy to find anything I like it when different. I go to Holland and they have you know the smoked cheese yeah yeah uh, I it's, always... like, it's like proper proper smoky not like when you get it from the supermarket I never understand the boiled eggs um, I don't understand the idea of having a solid boiled egg for breakfast. I don't really understand what you're meant to do with it. Um, <laughs> you you know. got to get your soldiers. got to dip your soldiers. Yeah, but you can't dip them if they're solid, because they always, they always oh, put yeah, them out. Oh, you mean a hard-boiled egg, I see, <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, 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 so they have like a hard-boiled egg, and it's just like a load of, load of cold, hard-boiled eggs in a train, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what you want to do with that. You know, because sometimes, sometimes you'll find some hotels get a bit confused. They get a bit confused between English food and German food. So you end up in this kind of weird situation where you'll find there'll be it'll be bacon but it'll be like really weird like streaky bacon uh probably <laughs> that you might have in america but not in the uk and then there'll be eggs yeah, the americans have a thing about eggs. streaky bacon yeah i don't know why um but there's they do have more streaky bacon over there don't they not we have we have more kind of lean well we have like back bacon yeah which we have back bacon leaner. yeah so and then you'll find then there'll be eggs but it, it won't be like, you know, a nice poached egg or a nice fried egg. It'll be 
a, a hard boiled egg for some reason. So you know, and then it'll be uh, like some melon or something. Some melon, yeah. And, yeah, then, and then you, and then you're like, I don't understand what I'm meant to do with this because I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got beans, egg. I've got a hard boiled egg, and I've got some melon. melon, and and then I've got some really really smoked ham or something <laughs> yeah. on the end. Yeah, so you can have some pretty confusing breakfast um, abroad. Have you ever sometimes. been to Turkey? No, I've never been to Turkey, no. Oh, what they have for breakfast is unusual. I'd imagine that would be okay, because I imagine it would be a lot of like uh, chickpeas and, um, you know, maybe well, things, sort of, things with dates in and stuff. Thing maybe. that's got... I think is it like it's probably got some chickpeas in it, and I think like cabbage or something... And then they like crack the eggs on top of it, and then like do it in the oven. Okay. So you get sort of like a a cooked egg on mm. top of the other things, and on it's a, it's just a little strange, you know. In Morocco, um, you can get. <laughs> I think we're going well off track now. You can get like a tagine, which will be like uh, chopped meats uh, in like a sauce. And then they'll put uh, an egg in it, and they'll cook the eggs on top in the sauce. Um, and I yeah, that uh, sounds similar. Yeah, and that's pretty nice. I do like that. And after I've got a bit of a hack for you, Charlie. Right, um, this is a, this is a breakfast hack for you. I don't. I might be completely mad, but if you cook in a pan of beans, right, you can crack an egg into your beans, and you can cook your egg in the beans at the same time and you don't have to mess up another pan what do you think about that <laughs> sounds legit sounds legit <laughs> you need to try it so but what you do need to do is make sure either your pan has a lid that you can kind of put on a bit or maybe put a bit of tinfoil on top because what does happen what you do need to kind of do is poach the top a little bit yeah otherwise you end up with the egg cooking underneath that's in the bean sauce but then the top never quite cooks because it's just there's just no heat there, so you have to kind of put something over the top and then kind of steam it. So, so if you know, so if you're into your egg-related hacks, then I would suggest trying that. So anyway, uh, no, we'll, <laughs> we'll get back after, on to we're now, uh, that, after hotels, ten, was it? Yeah, after ten minutes of egg talk. So talk me through. Uh, so you stayed somewhere not far. Um, we're pretty much in the town centre of the airport that you went to, so you really didn't have that far to travel, so I'd imagine that would be pretty cheap in a taxi. But what if... Um, so if I want to go to Energylandia now from that hotel, what what are my options? How do I get to Energylandia from, from that hotel? Uh, there is a bus. You, uh, you can get a coach that goes to Energylandia that you can pre-book on the Energylandia website. Uh, it, it's something insanely cheap, like... Yeah, eight so slotty or something. Okay. So it's like what two two quid or something. It's insanely right. cheap. So this is like an official shuttle bus that Energylandia. Yes, from there's the one that goes from Katowice and there's one that goes from Krakow. Right. Okay. So Krakow's another potential option to stay in then, because I know Krakow is um, Krakow's a very popular place to go to. You know, it's a very yeah. beautiful place. So if someone wanted to kind of mix in a city break plus, well, people maybe go to Krakow and drink. Yeah, because <laughs> it it is literally that cheap. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the beer's great over there. In the the beer, well, I've never been to Poland actually, but the Czech Republic, which is pretty much next door, um, the beer is fantastic over there. Um, and on a weekend, the Germans actually tend to come over, so they'll go over into Poland, into um, Czech Republic, and also uh, down to uh, Slovakia. Because the the beer is a bit cheaper, but it's just as good. Like I, in fact, I think Czech beer is potentially the best beer. Bit of a controversial opinion because it's mainly foam, uh, but I still think it's pretty good. <laughs> so. see, see, I'm not much of a beer person. I'm more of a whiskey person. But uh... oh, I don't know. No, I've never liked. I've never liked the spirits. I'm not. I'm not into the spirits, unfortunately. Or a, uh, or a nice gin and tonic, you know. Yeah, gin and tonic I can go with arches and lemonade. I can go with, um, maybe, maybe yeah, uh, Malibu and Coke. Happy with that. See, Ma- nice bourbon and Coke, you know. Yeah, maybe a whiskey, maybe a whiskey and Coke. Maybe if I'm feeling adventurous, but I just don't like the taste of whiskey, so <laughs> it's just. Kind See, of I'm not a big Scotch guy, but bourbon, you know, like like they have wild turkey over in Poland, like the good one, and it's right. so cheap. <laughs> Mm. I might have, might have to try it just because just because I'm there. So um so what time what time do the buses go then? Do they do they get you there in plenty they of time? They get or? you there for opening, I believe. Which yeah, I want to say was ten a.m. Okay, so did you get the bus or did you get a taxi or how did you travel? Across? Um. Well, uh, we we ended up uh getting an Uber there one day because we went to Legendia. For oh, right, uh, yeah. a few hours before going on the th- on the first day. Right. Okay. Yeah. And Legendia is it Legendia or Legendia? Is it Legendia? I think it's Legendia, like le- like legend. Le- right. Because it's supposed Fine. to be a land of legends. I think is the kind of thing they're going for. Okay. So you, so what you did is uh, on one of the days you went to Legendia in the morning, and then you got did you get an Uber from Legendia then over to. Um, yeah, over to Energylandia. Right. So is is Legendia? So is it is that not somewhere that you could spend all day? Is it is it is it just that you wanted to get a couple of the credits, or is there not enough there to do on your way? Well, it's a fairly small place. Like they are sort of working on stuff there, but there are a few things there that I want to see. I mean, uh, they have Let Coaster, which is the world's only Vacoma Bermuda Blitz. Um. Which is a really good coaster. It's mm. uh, it's a pretty intense one as well. That yeah. Um, and you you were telling me they have the uh, the super looper. The super looper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've got the uh, the old the old Iron Wolf. The uh, what, uh, what oh. were American Adventure thinking? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were thinking they were owned by Granada. Is what they were thinking. Um, yeah, yeah. They, very weird. Uh, they went for this. It, they went very I've, weird. I've just for got a while this image that's adventure. on the front of the picture from it though, and it's it's the wolf from Gladiators. Yeah, and he's doing his like wolfy claws, and like, yeah, he's Bruh. doing his he's doing his his arms up. <laughs> yeah. I'm a wolf. Yeah. Do you dare ride the Iron Wolf? It was made in 1978. Yeah, but then <laughs> next thing that pops into your mind is. Um, <laughs> Him always arguing with referee on gladiators. Oh, was that John? <laughs> John How? Anderson, exactly. John Anderson, yeah. On my first whistle. Yeah, exactly. Contender <laughs> number one. 
<laughs> on my first whistle. <laughs> yeah. Did um did the the super looper didn't that have uh it was a lift hill coaster one it had a lift yes. hill and it went through a twin loop yeah and so... it has uh it has the back seats facing backwards if I remember ah, correctly yes I don't think it does anymore though does it it does does it still it does wow I can confirm that when I was there the back seats face backwards. So that's probably worth a trip, I reckon, to go on a twin looper facing backwards. Um, well, it's got nostalgia for me that one. Mm. You know, the first first like looping roller coaster I ever went on as a kid when my uncle used to take me to American Adventure. You know, the trains look a little bit on the tight side. Are they are they quite tight or they're not not too bad? Uh, they're not bad. The restraints don't touch you at all. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> That's handy. But I mean, you, you, you know, it's just a, it's just a double loop, so you're held in anyway. It's... Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that sounds good. Okay, so, um, okay, so if I, so I can be staying in this hotel where you said, or wherever, or I could stay in Krakow if I like. I can get myself a shuttle bus, which is basically sounds like it's about fifty p or something. It, uh, it's really cheap. Yeah, um, I can get to the park for about opening. Okay, so... Um, Has long opening days a lot of the time as well, up until 8 o'clock. Right, okay, so opening hours, you're generally looking at around 10am to 8pm, is that what we're yeah. saying? Okay, so so if I get to Energylandia, where where am I heading to? You know, which rides am I going to first, would you say? What are the real highlights? Oh, well, if you go through Gate Turn, right, Hyperion, straight there. So that's always always a good place to start. All right, so talk me through Hyperion then. So talk me a bit about through the, the ride experience of Hyperion. Hyperion, well, it's made by Intamin. It's one of the new generation uh, mega coasters. It's uh, I don't know why they call it a mega coaster like because that one's an hyper coaster. It's the second tallest coaster in Europe. It's taller than Shambhala. Uh, and it's also got the uh, newer trains with the lap bar restraints with like really nice open spacey trains. You know, like nothing like when you get on Colossus and you can't like can't step through to put your bag in the. Uh, in the box. So is this going to be the same trends that we'll expect to see on the uh, the 10-in version coaster at Flamingoland? I don't think so, because the track design is completely different. Right, okay. It's, have you, do you, it's, um, there's only a few that have that track design. You know I'm Velocicoaster. Yeah. You've seen how the track is on that, how it's got the two spine rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like that. Okay, right. But it's, I think it's a bigger gauge of track than the one that's on um, the uh, Colossus clone. Right, okay. So the uh, is, are the is that track comparable to what we'll... Uh, so uh, is the train similar to what we see on, on Taron? That's an Intamin Blitz. Is that similar or is that a completely different... The trains well. are, are bigger than that. The four across. Oh, uh, okay. The raised, the centre two seats are higher up than the edge seats. Um, so how do you rate? How and do then you... it's like. Go on. It's more like a Mac train in a lot of ways. Right. All right. Okay. 
You know um, what I mean? Like the platform in front of it is very mm. wide and open. Okay, so how do you, how do you rate those restraints in comparison to say Shambhala with the clamshells? Like how how do you what do you think the difference? Uh, is? I I like those ones. I think they were really good. Um, clamshells or I think I probably like those ones better. With the uh, with that type of lap bar than the clamshell ones. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of the clamshell to be honest. Um, I re- I really like the the restraint. I don't know why. I the restraints on Icon are yeah. fine. I feel really secure in them. It's really a lot like that sort of a restraint. Yeah, and those, it is like the Blitz Coaster restraint, but then is like so right. the trains are more open. Right. Okay. I mean. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the clamshell. Um, I don't know. I never feel a hundred percent right in them, um, and I don't know if that's by design or or what. But I just don't feel they're coming at a weird angle. Yeah, I just, and they kind of push down on your legs, um, and um, I don't know. I find them weird because um, they don't seem to secure like the the Mac ones. Um, they kind of come down on your waist, and you and your waist feels secure. The clamshells kind of just squash down your legs a bit. Yeah, um, you're like sort of secured about your hips. Yeah, and um, it feels a little bit weird. I don't know. I'm not a massive fan. Uh, the first time, I mean, I love Shambhala, but every single time I go on Shambhala, I'm just like, with these restraints, I'm just like, Ugh. I'm just like, <laughs> why can't you just have, just get rid of these clamshells? I just don't like them. Um, and also, it doesn't help that I mean the the B and M trains are basically like you're riding on a tray um, <laughs> with seats on, so it's very very exposed. See, you say that, but those B and M trains are incredibly heavy. Yeah, but well, they're heavy, but and yet you know. Well, I suppose uh, a block built out of girders, but yeah, yeah. I mean that is the B and M way. I mean the track is. <laughs> The track is like block built out of girders. Yeah, yeah. Well, how so? How does Hyperion? So I'm in Shambhala, for example. For example, is pretty much like an airtime machine. I would say, like, how does it compare? Uh, does it give that kind of airtime, or does it feel a little bit more restrained, a bit more like Intamins to me? I never feel like Intamins are ever, you know, necessarily airtime machines. I don't know if they do that as well as B and M do. I feel like. At the end of the day, if you're like I, I had this ride on it at the end of the day, in the back row, and it like that that ride felt real fast, you know, like faster than the rest of the day, like it was really mm. running good on that one, and like you hit that that first hill, and like you know you feel like you're gonna go flying out the train, you know, you're like yeah. I'm glad I'm held in here. Oh, it sounds good. All right. Oh yeah, if you, you there's a POV on my channel. Uh, and if you just watch it, and I hit that, I hit that hill, right, and I'm just like, whoa, airtime, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> and like me and Giuseppe at the end, and we just there like that was fast. Okay, so Hyperion is in what Energylandia describe as the extreme zone. So what we can also find in the extreme zone is the Mayan uh, tsunami drop the viking which looks like a kind of treetop twister kind of spinning ride apocalypto which looks like uh, perhaps a huss um i can't remember the model but like ripsaw 
Um, a top spin. Top I don't spin. think it's a Huss one. I think it's a no. Fabry one. Yeah, it look, it doesn't look like a Huss one. Look at this picture. Um, they've got Aztec swing, which actually looks like a Fabry top swing. Actually, um, with all the seats facing out, is that a Fabry top swing? Maybe. Uh, space I remember gun. they had one that looked like a Fabry top swing. Top spin. Um, uh, a ride called Space Gun, which looks a bit like there was a ride called Pandemonium at Drayton Manor. Uh, that's like a similar kind of ride. They have a booster ride, um, yeah, and and a water ride called Speed Hyperion, and then they have a uh, Formula Moya Formula. Oh yeah, Speed's an Intamin water coaster. Yeah. So what's that like then? Is that cause it's only it's... a few of them? Yeah, you see, my impression of the the intermittent water courses is that um, they take up an awful lot of space uh, and they don't <laughs> look particularly um, thrilling, um, and the splash never looks particularly good. You know, like because for example, you know, like Lost River Ride, say at um, at Flamingoland, uh, has a really really big Slow splash. Lift hill. Yeah, really. Yeah, it takes about half an hour to go up there, <laughs> but. Uh, has a really good splash, great, no complaints. So, you know, um, for me, these kind of rides, they either need to have a really good splash or they need to have a good ride and then a bit of a splash, you know, whatever. A bit like, you know, you have the Jurassic Park ride out at Universal, it's a really good ride, and then you have a bit of a drop and it's pretty good, and that's all great, you don't get that wet. We've lost yeah, it's a ride hidden drop, really that, wet. it's good, it's good. It allows you to convince people that there is no drop and that they should go on that ride. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but these these and then you can get courses. really awesome pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good ride. Um, but yeah, I mean, like speed. I mean, um, I guess I have been. So I have been on uh, Journey to Atlantis of uh, at Sea World, and that has a kind of water coaster element to it, and that was kind That's of fun. A Mac one, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, and that was kind of fun, um, but when I look at this one, Energylandia, I'm just thinking, I don't understand the appeal of it. So, did you? Did you? Was this open when you went, or did you manage to yeah. get on this? I've been on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, how would you describe it then? The the thing with that is it. In terms of taking up space, the thing is, it has no lift hills. So you only have the track bit, if you get me. So it's probably a smaller footprint than you think. Because yeah. um, the, the lift on it is quite clever. It's like uh, you've you got the two stilts that go up to it. Yeah. And they sort of bow out a little bit part way up. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that bow out in the in the middle bit there is so that two of them can cross over. Yeah, yeah. You get me? So one lift comes down as the other's going up. So you've got a constant stream of boats going up. Yeah, yeah. Which is like quite clever and quite like a good space-saving thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a bad ride. Uh, it was probably a more competent coaster as water coasters go than the one that they have at Efteling, even though that is a better-themed ride. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks interesting. It's definitely one I definitely want to ride. I just kind of... They've got one at Mirabolandia as well in Italy. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Um, 
And then the Moya formula, that looks to be, uh, so that's by Vicoma. Um, how, what, you, you quite enjoyed that, that ride, didn't you? That, I think, was that one of your favourites when you went out there? I think you were telling me. Uh, that one's a pretty good one. It's a new generation one. It's got like the same sort of track and trains as the Bermuda Blitz model, the, the Lek Coast. When you went over to Poland, did you, um, I think that would have been too early for, Zadra, or was that open when you yeah, went? Yeah, Zadra was not open when I went. No. It opened the end of that year, but that's a, a testament to how quick the poles are building there. Yeah, yeah, because it did, um, it went up pretty quickly, didn't it? I think everyone was kind of expecting it for the year after, and um, it just kind of, <laughs> I think they just kind of opened. Um, yeah, they were like, what, year after? No, next year we've got something else coming. Yeah, although it's a bit like uh, Bush Gardens with Iron Guazi. I think everyone were expecting that to take a lot longer than before you knew it. They're already testing it. Um, yeah, but they already had the structure for that. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I think they just had to kind of strengthen it, didn't they? Um, okay, so um, so looking at the park, then there's a number of different areas. So they have an area called Little Kids Zone. Uh, they have an area called Family Zone, Extreme Zone, which is where Hyperion is. They have Big Milk Water Park Zone, uh, which I presume is like a water park. Uh, and then the new... and then it seems I didn't to go be... into the water park, but it looked pretty extensive. Yeah, I've, I've heard that's pretty good. Um, so if you're into your water parks, that was pretty good. Um, and then it looks like they've kind of changed the naming, uh, the way they're naming the areas now. Because the two latest areas are called Dragon Zone... And then the new one is called Aqualantis. So yeah, I think uh, they're getting more themed as it goes along. Yeah. So that they're becoming areas rather than zones. Yeah, and they do describe them as zones, don't they? Um, so, so apart from so we talked about Hyperion, talked about the you know a couple of other rides. Are there any other rides in the park that you'd say are the ones that you just can't miss? So if you go to Enigelandia, you just can't miss these rides. Well, Hyperion's great, as we've already said. Um, Mayan Coaster, that one's an SLC. Standard layout, but it does have new trains. Okay. and It's got vest restraints, so that's actually pretty good. Do you think those vest restraints, would that make any difference to a ride like Infusion, perhaps, if to put the new... In- Infusion's not that bad, mate, but Odyssey needs some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Odyssey. Oh. Ooh. Odyssey, that's the layout's good, but it hurts. It's like it's banging me in the head. I'll stick my head forward. Okay, now I feel like somebody's kicking me in the chest. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, with Infusion, there is a bit of a trick that if you just kind of lean your head to, I think, the left hand side and you kind of rest it there, um, then it's not too bad. Uh, I had to show. No, no, fine. I, I just stick my head forward. That's fine. Does fine on pretty much all SLCs mm. except the Odyssey. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is the tallest one. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. It is, like, so, is, yeah, so it's definitely quite unique. What about the sort of non-coasters? Um, are there any that you would recommend? Any any sort of flat rides or anything like that? Uh, the drop there? ride's not particularly intense, the drop tower one. Can't remember what it's called. I think you mentioned it. Um, but it's bouncy. You get, some, get a bit of air time. It's quite a fun one. Yeah. Uh, they got a booster there. I like a booster. I like a good booster. Okay. Um, what else? Didn't do the Fabri top spin. 
Uh, they have a little family coaster that's one of the uh, the coma suspended ones. That's pretty decent. Was the dragon area open at all when you went over there? Or... No, that wasn't open yet. No, okay. Uh... But, I mean, uh, the rate at which they build there is astounding. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely. You know, you, you could you could go six months later, and then they've they've, they've built another ride. It's they've quite... built a whole another area. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, it's quite unbelievable. Um, so would you say then? Um, I mean, we've well, I mean, to... like, coaster tally on it, right? Yeah. When I went, they had thirteen. Mm-hmm. So they opened the the new area with Zadra. So that's two more coasters because they have another little one in there yeah. so that's 15 so if they open aqualantis is it yeah with that that's got abysmo which looks awesome yeah so it definitely could um it's so definitely up to start 17 to... yeah they only need one more to yeah. be tied for the most roller coasters <laughs> Yeah, it's starting to. So give them a year, and they could be beating Cedar Point. I think the, I think it's guaranteed that they're going to beat Cedar Point. I mean, I think that's what they're gunning for, isn't it? They're beating yeah. Europa Park. Well, they've got a lot of space, haven't they? There's a lot of space they, out they there. They have all the space. Yeah, I think there's a bit in in my vlog from there where I'm I'm at the top of the drop tower or something, and I'm like, yeah, in terms of expansion space, it's like I think the pretty much got all of it here <laughs> yeah. it's like you could make a bridge of it road and like you'd have just double the space again yeah and it sounds like you can film you can film on ride over there then yeah yeah just chest mount not a problem yeah so that's good so that's always a bonus for us uh videographers um i mean we talked a lot about the positives then is there anything that you're kind of disappointed with uh at Energylandia? not really i mean like it's Poland, so things are cheap, you know. Like you, you could go in there, like you could go in the merch shop and buy yourself a really nice NASA-style Hyperion jacket that looked really cool, and they weren't that expensive. Mm-hmm. Tickets aren't a lot. Um, they have a really great locker system where it's like a coupler's lottie or something, and you get a little wristband, and you can just use it. You just use any lockers like anywhere around the site for the day. Right, okay. So you can keep just swapping in and out depending on where you are in the park. So. Yeah, you don't have to pay again. Oh, so that's good. It's not like at Fort Park where it'd be like two quid every time <laughs> you open the locker. I think it was... Was it like that at SeaWorld? Um, there was definitely a park in Florida. I can't remember which one it was, but I think it kind of followed you around. Um, and I think at Universal they're actually free, actually. Um for like, I think they were free for like an hour or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that sounds good. I mean, Disney, Disney go a step further though, because Disney just let you take the bags on with you. <laughs> so even on uh, rock and roller coaster or, or um, you know Space Mountain, they're just like yeah, e- Efteling's yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, it makes you Efteling's wonder. Efteling's like yeah, Python, <laughs> just take your bag on. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, because when uh, when we first went on rock and roller coaster over in Florida and. Um, Shelly had the bag with her, and um, she was like, where, where shall I put the bag? She went, oh, no, just just leave it on the floor. And so oh, no, Shelly... it's okay. Just take it down with you. It'll be okay. <laughs> and Shelly was like, really? Like, And then Shelly turned around to her. She goes, 
I don't think this ride goes upside down. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it does go upside down. She's like, no, I don't think it does. And, then, and obviously we launched it off does. and then went upside down. She's like, and it's like, oh my God, I need to actually hold on to this bag because I don't think she realized. So, so now my trick is uh, every time I go on Space Mountain or whatever, I kind of put my leg in between, you know, the uh, the strap that goes around around your waist or wherever. Yeah. And then I, you can make sure you hold on to it then. That's the trick. But... You know, that's one step further. Just places bags so. policies actually amaze me sometimes. It's like you go to Fantasyland, right? And they won't let you take your bag on anything, right? Mm. Except Shapass and Riverquest, in which case they will make you take your bag on. Right, okay. <laughs> and then and then the woman and then the woman was like looking at me because my, my bag has a GoPro attached to it. Right, okay. And it's like you think I'm not filming. When it's like it's like you can take the bag if you want, but if you want me to keep the bag, then I have to keep the camera. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's got to one or the other on it, so that's weird. Okay. Um. So food... the only rides I don't want to take my bag on, in it, the ones where they're gonna get wet. Yeah, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? But maybe they see it differently. Um. So. So. So, um, just one at last things then. So, food over there. Um, how did you find the food? What, you know, what kind of prices? What what kind of stuff were you were you eating over there mainly? Yeah, uh, they had you know in the park they had like hot dogs and burgers, some pretty standard stuff. I think they had some things that were probably more local as well. Yeah. So but they had strange names, so I wasn't quite sure what they were. So how would you? How, is it, was it just kind of like normal sort of theme park kind of standard fare? Then would you say? Yeah, but then it costs less than normal food. Yeah, so maybe like a even though you're in a theme park because it's in Slotty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like a couple of, couple of quid for a for a hot dog or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not too bad. Um, okay. Cool. So so overall, then I guess. The question that we were going to ask right at the beginning then is Energylandia worth the hype? So what what do you think? Is it is it worth the hype? And should 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 we go? I would say that Energylandia is definitely worth a visit. I mean, it's like not that far away. It's not a particularly expensive place to visit, you know, in terms of travel, accommodation, or tickets. And uh, they've got a lot there. And Hyperion's really good. And people tell me Zadra is also, like, really good. And Abyssus looks really good too. So I- I'd say get out there. Yeah, and maybe by the time we get out there, they'll have even more uh, <laughs> rides over there. They so. might have the most roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. That's... In the world. <laughs> that's a possibility. Um, I feel like it's... Um, I don't know, I'm not going to make a kind of long-term plan to go there, but I think it might be one of those where if I see a cheap flight or something, you know, I, I might just think, you know what, I'm just going to go over there for You a, ever for been on days. an RMC? I've never been on an RMC, actually. Well, exactly, um, see, I'd, I'd go and go and get and go and get go on one of them. I, I kind of committed, I kind of made a promise uh, to Wallaby Holland that um, my first RMC was going to be untamed, so... Um, I think I think I might be on that one first, but um, Untamed's decent, decent. I think I would have preferred that my first uh, RMC would have been Steel Vengeance, um, but I don't think I'm <laughs> going to get out there next year. Um, it's a little bit of a tricky one, that one. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, next year, um, one of the big trips that we're potentially planning, uh, dependent on sort of where we are, but ideally what we want to be doing is going over to Japan for a few weeks um, and we're going to sort of mm. work our way up. I don't think we're going to get to Fuji Q, but we're probably going to start off in Osaka, uh, go to Universal and so on and, and work his way up and end up at, at Disney Sea. Um, and then I think we we're going to fly the other way around uh, and go to LA. So I'll probably go to you know like Magic Mountain, um, Knott's Berry Farm, and obviously Disney, um, and then back well, home. Well, how many more so... places we wanting to hit in Japan? Because there's not that many. Well, not many. It's not mainly going to be a theme park trip. It's mainly going to be a kind of cultural kind of trip. So there's a lot of um, okay. we want to go and see a lot of the. Um, you know the sort of palaces and I guess things I guess like you that. go you do like um, Nagashima Spa Land. Mm. That's not far to Osaka, so and you could do Universal Studios. Yeah, and yeah. then get like the night train. Yeah, I mean we're gonna we we're gonna go to we're gonna be quite good. We're gonna be going to uh, Osaka. Nag- we're gonna fly to Osaka. Gonna go to Nagasaki, uh, Hiroshima. We're gonna go to uh, Kyoto. Uh, we're gonna go to quite a few places. Then uh, eventually, what we'll do is get the bullet train up towards uh, Tokyo. Uh, we'll spend a, a good a good amount of time in Tokyo. Uh, if we're gonna go to don't you want to start at the bottom end then? Yeah, well, Osaka is is the bottom. So you start in Osaka, which is sat the sat southern island. Yeah, but uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima are further down than that. Yeah, but the flights, um, it's it's kind of a circle where you where you fly to. Um, if, All right. If you want to fly, those have been. Yeah. Um. Well, we're we're looking at Japan Airlines, which is partnered. It's part of One World with British Airways. But I think we can. What we can do is get. Um, I think we can get a British Airways down from here down to. Heathrow or Gatwick, then we get the Japan Airlines straight to Osaka, I think, um, and then we fly back. We'd fly back from Tokyo. Um, we're gonna go to Studio Ghibli. Gonna do that um, and a few other things. But we'll probably spend quite a while at Disney. I think we're probably gonna, probably gonna spend at least like four days at Disney. I reckon. So yeah. it's because you have to. I think you have to do over there. I think I think we need to make sure we. Are, I mean. Uh, the thing is, uh, Tokyo Disneyland is pretty much Disneyland Paris, isn't it? Really, it's pretty similar. Um, uh, but Disney Sea to me seems like somewhere you maybe need two or even three days at sometimes, maybe. So we'll Disney see. Sea does look nice. It does look good. But I would have to go to Fuji Q Islands. Yeah, I think that might have to be our next trip because I'd, the thing is, we'd end up um, in the south. Then sort of around there, then go to Tokyo. Then we'd have to go north, and then we'd have to kind of go back to Tokyo. And I'm not convinced that we'll get it all in in three weeks. Um, I don't know, unless we can, unless while we're staying in Tokyo, we can somehow, you know, get out there and get back. I don't know; it's possible, um, but it's quite far, I think. So we'll just have to have to see how it pans out. Um, so yeah, so that's gonna be our main trip next year, and then we do want to get out to. Uh, Wallaby Holland and want to go to um, I'd like to go down to Bob and Jan land um, want to go to Toverland and Efteling so Bob and Jan land Bob and Jan land <laughs> yeah it looks good I'll do that with that weird Vacoma with trains that are incredibly long 
It's got the weird coaster where you choose whether to go forwards or backwards on it. Yeah, it has that. But it also has that Vacoma with the the train that's got like forty cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The power. What the power? Is that the powered one? I or... think so. Yeah, it goes up like the big, the big, like spiral. Yeah, yeah. And you like you like you're going around and like there's still you can still see the other side of the train at the other side of it. Oh, it's possible. It's, like, it's possible. Just like ridiculously long. Yeah, I I looked at all the rides, but I just know that I want I want to go on a ride where you can choose whether to go forwards or backwards. It just seems like a great idea to me. <laughs> you can vote on it. Um, Here's an interesting one. Definitely need to get out to Europa Park and and Fantasia Land. Uh, that'll be another one. So. I it's uh, it's made it hard to use my season pass. Yeah, well, it's been a bit annoying because um, obviously we've got a Blackpool Pleasure Beach pass this year, and the whole point was that one of the reasons why we bought it is because we we're going to use it at uh, you know um, Efteling, and we we're going to use it um, at a couple of other parts. Oh, we're going to use it at Port Ventura, which we couldn't get to. Um, so that's been a bit of a pain, but I did only pay eighty pounds for it. To be fair, um, and I think if I log into my account, I think I can buy a pass for next year for about forty-five quid. I've heard, but I've not looked yet. So yeah, the cent were offer for eighty-five pounds, and I think we get some money off it too. Yeah, but what I understand is if you have a season ticket this year, I think if you log into your account, I think you can actually get it for forty-five pounds for next year. At Blackpool Pleasure Beach, so it's worth just having a look on your account. Yeah, on there. I'll have a look. Does um, it say if we get tickets for places next year though? Someone said that uh, it wasn't, but I'm I'm I'd I'd not understand why because the whole the whole reason is because the part of the same alliance out there, Blackpool Pleasure Beach and all and these other parks. So that's kind of the reason why. You get the the free day, uh, but it's possible that you don't. Um, so I guess what's, I mean, if it's forty five quid, I, I don't mind. I mean, I'm definitely going to get forty five quid's worth. I think at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. I mean, we we go like you know five times a year at least. So yeah, you know. So okay, brilliant. So we'll just sort of start to wrap it up there. And so so the the consensus seems to be then that Energylandia, yes, it's worth the hype, and it's somewhere we should definitely get out to so i think that's something that we definitely need to try and get on the books at some point don't we um, yeah i'd highly recommend it yeah so i think that's definitely one we want to do once we're able to uh travel a bit more freely in europe so uh before we finish then charlie do you want to just remind everyone where they can find you on the internet Hey everybody, it's me, Charlie. You can find me at GoThemeParks on YouTube.com. You can also find me at GoThemeParks on Facebook. And you can also find me at GoThemeParks on Instagram for all the pretty pictures. (laughs) It kind of sounded like you just kind of plugged in a promo then. Well, this is my official voiceover voice, (laughs) you know, for all the ad bits. Is it right? Okay, we should have done like a punching or something like that, I think, then. We need to. We need. We need a bit for like certain jingles, like a radio station, like WKPL. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I can't. You can pay people on Fiverr to do that for you if you really want. Some crazy Russian guy on Fiverr. We can get anyone on Fiverr these days. My my intro was done by. A really talented uh, voiceover artist in Ireland, um, 
so I, I found him on Fiverr. So our, our intro. Oh dear, did he say top of the morning to you? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, no he did a, a very good uh, Vincent Price type voice because he was doing um, the Phantom Manor intro. But I'm looking to. Uh, next year we'll be doing some more uh, intros. So one of the intros that I want to do is the uh, one um, for the Wicker Man. So it'll be something like, The pens are open. This is the Fiend Park Loopy Podcast. Something like that. So we're working on that. So that's something that we'll have for next year as well. And then we'll just kind of change. Fear not, children <laughs> of the Bjornen. <laughs> It'd be upon you. That sounds like a spooky sea person. <laughs> like, oh, a pirate. You know I like doing the pirate voice. The pi- yeah, yeah. maybe you can do a pirate. <laughs> that sounds like, um, what's, it, what's it called? Uh, Heave Ho at, um, at Holland Towers. That's that voice. I'm pretty sure you must have done that voice. Oh, well, it's be riding the powder kegs today, lad. <laughs> yeah, the powder kegs are great. They'd be about to blast off. <laughs> yeah, always. Um, okay, so uh, Theme Park Loopy, if you want to find us, we're also on YouTube, Instagram, and we're probably most active on Facebook. So if you find us on there, at Theme Park Loopy. We also have uh, a discussion group, which is called Loopy About Theme Park. So if you join that, if you've got any questions, you can ask. Uh, Charlie's on there. He's quite active on there. So if you want to ask Charlie any more questions, then just ask away. So Yeah, stick questions up. I'll probably see him. Yeah, definitely see him. Brilliant. Okay, so Charlie, thanks very much for joining us. I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back at some point to talk about something else. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed being on the podcast. This is the first time you've been on the audio podcast. Uh, so I hope you've Aye, enjoyed it. It's been it. fun being fun and you don't have to do your hair because it's all done by audio so you don't have to have fancy hair anymore so that's always well good. i don't know if i can have fancy um, i've got some hair i think that's about all you can really say about my hair well i've just got some i've just got quite gray hair because i've been going gray since i was like 22 so <laughs> at least the hair's still there though it's yeah, it is actually. I've still got plenty. Yeah, of my, hair. In my mind, it's like certain, like certain ones, like uh, the shot in your podcast, and I'm like in the uh, sorry in one of your vlogs, and I'm like in the background. And I was like, oh, my hair does not look good there. <laughs> well, well, I'll make sure next time we do a vlog, I'll make sure we get you a better hair. I know you, you can't help it, mate. I just ain't got that much hair from certain angles, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that well, that's true. I mean, if you want to see more of uh, Charlie, Charlie did feature in... Uh, well, we're all vlogging at the same time, so I'm sort of in Charlie's vlog, and he's sort of in my vlog from Flamingoland in July, so... Yeah, we've got a bit of the uh, interactive <laughs> vlogging going off there. Yeah, Some crossover. Yeah. A bit of crossover. I think we'll definitely have to do that again. It's like when you watch The Flash. Yeah, but... And they have those, those episodes that cross over. We've, like, we've got those. Yeah, well, do you know what? It kind of feels less weird vlogging uh, if you vlog it. I bet the weird thing is it probably looks more weird if there's three of us <laughs> vlogging. You know, it's like me, you and Sam. Um, but actually it feels less weird. 
So uh, and we're all waiting for the other one to finish before we start talking. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of it kind of feel you kind of feel more you kind of feel less self conscious about doing it. But I'd imagine yeah. to the to the observer, it probably looks super weird. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine I look super weird sometimes <laughs> when I've like got a camera and then I'm like taking a picture with another camera because I'm taking B roll with one camera. <laughs> yeah, that might look super weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing that requires that many cameras? It's like, well, I'm taking a picture here so that I can put it on Instagram. And I'm doing B-roll here. Because <laughs> you can never have enough B-roll, so... No, you can't. That's true. I, I never have enough B-roll, so... There is not enough B-roll. Never enough. I can never get enough because she- Shelley's always dragging me, dragging me off somewhere. She's like, no, we need to go this way. And I'm trying to film something, so she doesn't normally let me, so... Well, it's at least you like at Chessington that I had oh. the bit that cut out of the vlog with this woman that came up. It's like, you can't film here. Uh, like, I'm filming a roller coaster. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That that does happen sometimes. But um, you can. I, I mean, I know you're not really. I mean, you have to be careful not to film people, don't you? Really. Um, yeah. I I always try and be really careful not to film people, but. It's difficult because sometimes I'll find like a quiet area um, and then people just appear from nowhere. And I just kind of feel like if you can clearly see that I'm filming and you're choosing to get really close to me, what what can I do about it? You know, you can, oh, there are plenty you know, of people that like to mug in the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've not, I've not had any, um, I've not had any, any sort of issues so far. I did at Blackpool have someone, I was filming... I was filming Icon. I was just doing a bit of B-roll filming Icon, and I was clearly pointing it, you know, up, to, pointing the camera like upwards towards Icon. And he kind of jumped in front of me and started like kind of dancing around. And I'm like, "But you're not going to be on the film because I'm clearly filming uh, over there." <laughs> so he kind of started dancing about, and I was like, "Okay." I was like, "I don't know why you're doing that because you're clearly not on camera." Uh, <laughs> so. So that was interesting. Yeah, there's, there's people, uh, some people there trying to get in the shot. It's like, you yeah. say hello, say hello. I don't mind. It's a bit of fun in it, you know, if people want to be in it. Um, but, you know, as long as they're not, like, swearing and stuff like that, then it's fine. Yeah, you've got to cut them bits out, <laughs> you know. got to cut those bits out. Um, but, yeah, so, okay, so thanks for joining us, Charlie. It's been really good, and uh, I'm sure you'll be back at some point in the future. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. Everyone. We'll see you again real soon, and this podcast is over. See you later.